When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Joining us uh, for the PHNX Suns postgame show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith here with Saul Bookman, Gerald Bourget, and Espo. And guys, the Suns did it. They took down the Minnesota Timberwolves tonight in great fashion, 129-117. to This was a fun game, but I want to know... What are your points of the game? Let's get into the three points here. <laughs> awesome. And that's I mean, where the music cue cool goes. Cool music. Hey. Let's, we'll let's do this time. all over again. <laughs> Rewind. <laughs> what are we going to get into, Lindsay? The three points. There we go. <laughs> go. All right. So my point tonight is 60%. That's what Mikhail Bridges shot from the field. We said he needed to step up. We hammered that point home yesterday and today, and he did just that. He was huge for this team tonight. My point is 18 to 1. That's the assist to turnover ratio. If you look at Devin Booker and Campaign, the two lead guards in the backcourt, they needed to take care of the ball, and the Suns needed to spread the love a little bit better than they did in Philly. They definitely did that tonight. Yeah, my main point is number is the number three. Three times, in, especially in the first half, when the Timberwolves were making runs, the Suns missed a three-point shot only to get their own offensive rebound and hit a three right after that. I thought that that really kept the momentum going um, and, and really spurred the, the Suns to the second half. Three really solid points tonight, and we'll get into all of them. But let's first start with the point that Espo made. Mikel Bridges, he was on fire tonight. He could not not be great in this one. <laughs> he could the not Suns not. dominated in the first quarter and Mikel was a large part of that. He had 13 first quarter points on five of five shooting and throughout the entire night, he was on another level. This was the Mikel Bridges game. Yeah, I mean, we, we've we seen flashes of it before, but this was the game where he put it all together. He decided to shoot from deep, although he wasn't great percentage-wise out there. He only shot two of six from three, but he took six of them. And we were hammering that home. He was aggressive and he was on triple double watch uh, in that first half. Finished with 31, nine, uh, five and four steals with a block as well. He did everything tonight. And this is the Mikhail Bridges that could be a true star in this league uh, when he does this. I don't need 31 every night, but I need a little of everything. And we saw it. The aggression from the start was noticeable. It was huge in helping to set the tone, as Campaign said in his post-game interview. And I think his 20 field goal attempts tonight was a career high. So this, for me, was arguably the best game of his career in terms of doing a little bit of everything on top of the high-scoring numbers that he put up. He was playing passing lanes. He was all over the place defensively like we're used to seeing from him. But offensively, he was slashing, he was cutting, he was driving, and he got to the foul line five times, which was big too. Didn't you mention somebody had said, it may have been Monty, that they needed him to kind of play a Draymond Green role mm -hmm. with them? This is Draymond Green on steroids. <laughs> Not actual steroids, <laughs> let's make that clear. But this is, you can get that whole package, and he can go off for 31 in a night. I... I'm bullish on on Mikael Bridges. I'm glad he stepped up this season. Yeah, I 
That's that's the first time I've ever heard a, a, a Draymond Green reference with Mikael Bridges, just because I feel like their demeanor is so wildly different than each other. But in terms of like the total package, I would agree. Like, hey, listen, Mikael came out tonight, and and really, you know what you're going to get defensively, but offensively, listen, the Suns struggled in Philadelphia. They didn't really have any momentum. Nobody was really playing with the hair on fire, and Mikael did not leave that up to doubt. He came out. And he played hard right off the bat, 13 points in the first quarter. Um, I, I, like, again, you need a catalyst. And sometimes uh, when everybody's kind of going through the motions, it can kind of sink you into going through the motions. And that's not a great place to be. And that's where they were at in Philly. Tonight, somebody stepped up. And that 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 energy really was infectious throughout the the first line, uh, the first five, and also the bench uh, coming onto the court. So uh, Mikhail did his part in stepping up big time. It's what we wanted to see, and we saw it tonight. Right, and this is kind of not to this extent, obviously, but last year we saw him kind of flirt with this territory of being a son's third option or being a yeah. guy that when Chris and Book are hampered, that you can turn to him and he can make defenses pay by creating a little bit with the ball in his hands. And this year, this would be the perfect time for him to start putting it all together as that guy who can do it consistently. That's the key. We've seen these flashes before. We want to see it happen consistently. Not 31 points, obviously, but a guy that can really I'll make take you that. pay. Yeah. No, I'll take 31. 31 points. Look, these ga games can't be like a Sasquatch. that You see them every once in a while, mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, they exist, we promise. They have to be more regular. I, and not to the 30-point extent, but dropping 20 having nine boards, doing these little, uh, the little things all on both ends. Devin Booker needs that as a running mm -hmm. man. And even though Mikel does so much defensively, I, I know we saw when we were talking about Mikel and DA the other day on the show, there was a comment. Somebody was like, but he does so much defensively, we can give him a pass offensively. Mm -hmm. But when he comes out and shows you that he is more than capable of doing both, mm -hmm. then he... For one, we shouldn't be giving him a pass anyway. But two, if he can do it, and now we know for sure, we've seen it before. This isn't the first time Mikhail's done this. But we know Mikhail can do it. So there is no pass. This, this no. is Mikhail. This is who Mikhail can be. Listen, not for this team. Not for this team. You don't have three, four, five like outstanding shooters across no. the lineup. Not on this team. He gets no pass on offense. He needs to, he needs to produce 15 to 20 a night. For this team to get a championship, like, and that's the same thing for Da, and and we'll get to Da down the road, but uh, his his level of play on the offensive side is not determined by the defensive side. Mm. He's got to be elite on both ends, um, and so that's the expectation. He's in year five. It's okay to place that expectation on Mikael Bridges when you have the same expectation for other players around the league who do it on both ends of the court. Like people have been saying about Devin Booker about not playing defense, he improved that end of the court and he plays on both ends. Mikael needs to do the same. If he plays like this, he looks like a second option, especially with where Chris yeah. Paul is at in his a career. A million percent. Mm -hmm. I, I think we're on the verge of seeing Mikael Bridges make an all-star bid. If he but, plays like this, absolutely. I mean, but I don't even need the thirty, the thirty-one point games, thirty-point games every once in a while. Uh, you know, those are nice. But what we've seen this year, and then you mix in these kind of games, I think he's going to get attention for that, for that, mm -hmm. for an all-star nod. Okay, a couple of questions that I kind of want to bring up that are being tossed around in the chat. One is, is how consistent of a game like this can Mikel have, in your opinion? And two, do you think that he plays? a little more cautiously because he doesn't want to lose that Iron Man streak or he doesn't want to get injured. Not necessarily the streak specifically, just maybe a little more caution as far as injuries go and not wanting to be in that situation. No, I don't think I don't think the Iron Man streak or the games played matters at all to Mikael Bridges. He plays hard all the time. Um, and, you know, if the balls, if there's a loose ball, if there's a player on the court that you would ever doubt that wouldn't dive, it definitely would not be Mikael Bridges. He's going to jump on the ground. He's going to try and do everything he can to, to get you a win. He's jumping into the first, second row of the, of, of the crowd to try and save a ball. Like, I don't know where that would even come into anybody's mind. There's just no way he would be cautious about it because he's trying to save some silly-ass streak. Nobody cares about that. We care about championship, and that's what he cares about. So when it comes to his play on the court, he just, he just plays, and he has fun. And if his energy is high, the team's energy is high. He's probably the most infectious dude 
on the team. Yeah. Because as he goes in terms of his emotions and his energy, mm -hmm. so go the Suns. Well, think about it. Every time you see something fun happening with this team, who's in the center of it? Mikkel. It's Mikkel. Mikkel. It's Mikkel and Cam Johnson. It's Mikkel and Campaign. It's Mikkel and DA. But Mikkel is the always the constant. <laughs> He's yeah. always got that goofy, fun energy. He brings the vibes up for mm -hmm. this squad. So uh, you're absolutely correct. I, I think that Mikhail is going to benefit immensely from, from Cam Johnson not being there. Mm. Because there's going to be more opportunity. It's going to be, they're going to need him to be that offensive guy where when Cam's there, uh, and, and CP3 also, but more Cam... You don't need him as much offensively. You can just say, go just focus on the defensive end, uh, and, and you'll get your spots when they happen. This is, this is him having to force, uh, force the issue now, and I like that. I like that he's going to have to do that for the next you know, month or two until you get some kind of resolution uh, on Cam coming back. Yeah, and and to your point, I'm curious to go back and watch some of his offensive possessions from tonight because with Chris Paul out there, with Cam Johnson out there, the onus on Mikhail Bridges was more as an offensive initiator, a playmaker, a guy in the short role in that kind of Draymond Green role where he's playmaking a little bit more than he's used to. And now tonight we saw him as more of a scorer, more of an off-ball cutter, um, three-point shooter. Those are the things where he's really good at. And I get the long-term goal of letting other guys create and building that up. But at the same time, this is Bridges optimized the way that he was playing tonight. So I am curious when Chris Paul comes back, does that shift a little bit or do they continue to use him to kind of fill a little bit of that Cam Johnson offense? Listen, I, I went through the numbers and w w in, in, gar in regards to Chris Paul, mm. um, and I'm going to have something that's coming out here at uh, towards the end of the week about it. But, Chris Paul's numbers this year should not dictate Mikhail Bridges' effort and, and production on the offensive side. It's time that everybody, everybody in that starting lineup stop deferring to Chris Paul. When he has his options and he has his moments, Chris Paul is smart enough to know when to get his and when it's there for him. He's been in the league for far too long. Other players can stop deferring to Chris Paul. Like, I just, I believe that now. They need to just keep going, and Mikael Bridges, for for damn sure, should not be deferring to anybody except for maybe Booker. Do you think, what do you think is Mikael's ability to do something like this against legitimate teams? <laughs> wow. Was that Shots mean? Fired, oh, that Minnesota. Minnesota. That mean? <laughs> I mean, they, against better teams? They, they look like a very unserious team right now. Like I, we didn't, I wasn't that. trying to they're, throw they're, they're definitely sure. struggling to work in that Twin Towers thing. But Remember when uh, everybody wanted D'Angelo Russell? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's I do. tough. Um, but no, I think that's a fair question. And that's why I'm saying, like, I think tonight was great. We can't expect 31 points on a night in night out basis, but like with Cam Johnson out, we need Mikhail to be around the 20 points per game margin. Like we just mm -hmm. do. Um, and same thing with DA. And if you look at their numbers, they actually averaged 20 between the two of them tonight. So it worked out. We need more of that moving forward. It's not going to be 31 every night. One of these things is not <laughs> like the other one. It's okay. It's like Wilton, that other guy on the bench that averaged that, 50 points in that one that game. other guy. Yeah. <laughs> they combined for 100. But, um, no, like, Mikhail, he needs to find that consistency because once he does, that's when we're going to look at him as a bona fide all-star for his two-way play. That's when he makes that leap. I feel like he's really close. I feel like he got there during that one stretch near the end of the season last year. This is the year where let's see the consistency now. Who was out during that stretch last year? I think Chris missed some of it. But I think Cam missed a lot of that too. That was during yeah. his, his bruise. So when he needs to step up, when he when it's required, he seems to find that mm -hmm. that extra gear. So. So we have a super chat from Psycho Blue. Psycho Blue, thank you for your super chat. I'm not going to be able to say his name again. <laughs> Basketball Cthulhu said he sent B-Ball Fenner a video clip of the song Teamwork from Reading Rainbow as Fenner whimpers in shame into his KG jersey. <laughs> Do you know what that is? F-E-N-R-I-R? -E Fenrir. Fenrir? Yeah, I don't. 
I don't know what it is. Psycho Blue, we I don't know what it start is. Start researching, Lindsay. Jeez. <laughs> no, just start putting it in your I super mean, chat. The name put, of like, a, a little... It's the name of a werewolf in Harry Potter, but I think that's based on something more oh, okay. ancient. We also have another super <laughs> chat from HM, and HM said, Mikkel, keep shooting, bruh. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Mikkel needs to keep shooting that We ball. apologize, uh, uh, Psycho Blue. We, we can't find uh, your super chat. It's at the very top. So here's the thing. If you put a super chat in the chat before we officially go live, it will be on the chat in YouTube, but it won't show up uh, on our actual gotcha. like system here, which is why we can't put it on the screen for you. So, so, so did that's what happened in tonight's. Or he sent it... They sent it right before, right as we were going live. But sometimes those comments get a little wonky. It's he just also how said it is. it is the Norse wolf god. Okay. Thus, cool. the timber wolves were crying. I see. Okay. There we go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for your super chat. We appreciate it. Uh, Mikkel Bridges, regardless of, of what we get from him in the future, we're talking about tonight's game. And tonight's game was phenomenal from Mikkel. And for that... He is going to be named our draft king, king of the game. As we mentioned, he finished with 31 points. He had nine rebounds, five assists, four steals. He was 12 of 20 uh, from the field, and he added in a single block. So congratulations to Mikkel Bridges for being named our king of the game. Obviously, nobody's surprised there, right? Gerald wanted us to add five more stats in there, but we had to, <laughs> I just we had to limit it at four. He shot 60%. Can we get that true <laughs> shooting percentage? Oh, uh, the, uh, he wanted a bunch of... We, we need a second slide with all the advanced stats. That we we definitely have. need a second slide. <laughs> Don't tempt me uh, with a good time. We have another super chat from Code. Code, thank you for your super chat. Said, am I the only one bothered by Mikkel playing without his mustard KDs? No, I too miss the yellow shoes. Mm. Like, I loved them. I thought they were exactly who Mikkel Bridges is. Yeah, but he wasn't playing very good in them, so ditch him. I mean, I missed him, but if he's going to play like that without him, I, ditch him. If Bye. that's the trade-off, then yeah, I'll give him. <laughs> I, don't need, I don't need my all-everything guy wearing Heinz mustard bottles on his feet. Yeah, like, <laughs> those things are ugly as all hell. Oh, Espo, man. you hate anything that's not purple and orange. Right. No. So also, are we really going to take shoes? are we going to take fashion advice from Espo? I don't mind about the fashion advice, mm. but the colors, I feel like if it's not purple and orange, you're not you're not down for Trash. it. Trash. Yeah. I liked the yellow <laughs> shoes. Well, I call them lemon pepper steppers. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan hit us with a super chat as well. Thank you, Ethan. Said, remember when we thought we'd get rid of Mikkel for KD? LOL. You know, I saw a lot of people on social saying, if Mikkel can play like this consistently, do we need KD at this point? If Mikkel want... can play like this consistently. I don't even want to talk well, about KD right now. Well, no, we don't. But Mikhail's also not going to average 31 points a game moving forward. Otherwise, he'd be better than KD. Because like, KD's not even That's averaging true. 31 right let, now. Let me say this. Tonight made me want to keep Mikhail. Mm -hmm. But I started going, I guess I kind of understand that DA cat talk from back in the day. Oh, oh man. Boy. <laughs> Oh, man. Yikes. <laughs> One more super chat real quick uh, from HM. Thank you for yours. Said, I'd watch Mikkel shoot that rock in shacks. So they do not care. As yeah. long as Mikkel is shooting the ball, that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. uh, one more time, congratulations, Mikkel, for being our DraftKings king of the game. Right now, new customers who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and sign up using that promo code PHNX can make any $5 NBA <laughs> Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets. If your team wins, it's a great time to get on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You can also boost your winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. So it's super simple. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX, and you could get $200 in free bets uh, pretty quickly. So just a reminder, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I think my bet on the DraftKings Sportsbook app today hit because I took the over for campaign, who we'll talk about a little bit later. Mm -hmm. Did you guys do okay? Mine Did your girlfriend the, or your fiance text I you? I got no text. So, wow. Yeah. That was a miss. Probably because it was all downhill from the Timberwolves. That's from, true. Like, opening that day. is yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> I was under. I said 223 points. They would have less than combined. And uh, yeah, it missed wildly. <laughs> the, Bad. The graphic was right. I, it said <laughs> I was taking the over 
on Suns points tonight, mm-hmm. but I had said the under, so I was wrong. You should have gone with he's the He's got the receipts. Oops. You should have gone it's with forged, the graphic. but he's got yeah. the receipts. <laughs> also, a quick reminder, we are teaming up with our friends over at Fora Peaks to host all U.S. and Mexico World Cup matches at their 8th Street Pub. So plan to come hang out with us and watch some soccer. You can also enjoy beer specials, giveaways, guest appearances, and so much more. You can check the link in the show notes to register for absolutely free. Also, if you haven't picked up Four Peaks beer ever or recently, highly recommend. It's mighty tasty, but you do have to be 21 years or older, and we ask that you enjoy responsibly. All right, gentlemen, let's continue talking about the three points of the game. Saul, yours uh, was three offensive rebounds, all of which came from three-point attempts by the Suns, but led to a three-point make. Yeah, you know, again, the momentum was, you know, in, in the beginning of the game, it just seemed like, you know, the Suns were on a nice roll. You want to keep feeding that roll. Um, and then it seemed like every time the, 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 uh, the Wolves were about to make a run of their own and get back into the game, um, the Suns would be on offense. They'd miss a three. And then the Timberwolves would just not box out or they'd be sloppy and the Suns would get it back and hit a three. One time it was campaign getting his own rebound and shooting a way more difficult shot <laughs> in the corner, fading away and hitting it. And I was just like, okay, well, it's going it to be one of those. It's going to be one of those nights. Okay. So everything you want um, is on the other side. But, of hard. but those things led to obviously the momentum that they had and the confidence for the whole team to start shooting threes. And they shot at a pretty high clip tonight. Um, you know, we talked about them only taking 18 or 19 threes the other night against the Sixers. That needed to improve. It did. And uh, because of that, I felt like they were hitting threes at crucial times of the game. Even, even when it's a 15-point lead, mm-hmm. sometimes you need to hit that three because maybe the Wolves were on a 7-0 run. And if you miss this three... That, that changes the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, we, and obviously, we know how that can go. Well, tonight, it seemed like every time the, the Timberwolves were trying to make a run, it got thwarted by a three-point shot. So Yeah, and you look at it, and they've the Timberwolves obviously have this Twin Towers lineup with two seven-footers out there, but the Suns actually had more offensive rebounds tonight, 10-8. Mm-hmm. to eight. And there are a few plays more demoralizing for a defense than when you defend a good shot, give up an offensive rebound, and on the broken play, your opponent hits a three. Like, that's something that the Warriors have been doing to teams for years, and it's a back-breaking play. The Suns did that, to your point, quite a bit tonight. And on the rare occasions where the Timberwolves actually got stops, it's even more back-breaking because it's like, damn, we finally stopped them, and then we didn't stop them because they hit a three. So um, the Suns have worked really hard this season to kind of upgrade their offensive rebounding. Um, Assistant coach Kevin Young has been trying to hammer this point home for years, and Monty finally relented as far as being more strategic with deploying guys to chase those offensive rebounding. So it, it's starting to pay off a little bit. Yeah, I mean, and they shot 16 to 35 from deep for, for basically 46%. I mean, they shot more than a third of their uh, their shots tonight from beyond the arc. It's exactly what we said in the pregame that they needed to do. Uh, and it, it was a thing of beauty. And they were leading in total rebounding for most of this game, it wasn't until late in the fourth that the Timberwolves overtook them, and they only uh, they only got two more rebounds than the Suns overall. So this was a game that they played as close to perfection as I think they could. I mean, the fourth got uh, towards the end got a little sloppy where they let the Wolves a little back into it. But overall, this was peak Phoenix Suns that we yeah. saw today, especially playing shorthanded uh, without CP3. Mm-hmm. I think three-point shooting tonight was just in the pregame show, that was kind of a concern, something we were all going to keep an mm-hmm. eye out on. Mm-hmm. you got to shoot the three when you're playing a team like this because it absolutely crushes yeah. them. Who are we going to rely on there? Obviously, we brought up Tory Craig. We were like, he's a good shooter. Can he continue to shoot as well as he's been shooting? I don't know. Mikel Bridges took six three-point attempts tonight, which he only made two, but I'll take six from him every single day. Mm -hmm. But they were 16 of 35 tonight. They shot 45.7% from deep. And I'm, I'm super happy with that, with this team missing Cam Johnson, missing Chris Paul, like totally happy with that. I would have loved to have gotten a little DA action in there from the three-point line, (laughs) but I'll take what I can get. But Overall, pleasantly surprised with the three-point shooting effort from the Suns tonight. Yeah, the irony is McHale was one of the worst 
uh, three-point shooters of the wise. night, too, percentage-wise. So, uh, yeah, they, again, couldn't be happier with the way that they that they approached the offensive end of the ball. Because yeah. how many threes did you say they attempted the other night? It was, was 19, it 19 the other night, and yeah. tonight was nearly double that with 35. And you love to see Book getting up seven attempts, and if campaign's going to make four, you love to see him getting up nine. Like yep. he, That was the biggest drop-off for him last year was just missing blatant wide-open threes. Mm -hmm. So if he's able to hit some of those this season, he's, he's going to have a bounce-back year for sure. Campaign and Book also looked really good tonight. Gerald, I know mm. that's your point of the game. Yeah, I mean, we saw this for stretches last year, especially that 15-game stretch where Chris Paul was out with an injury, where campaign stepped up. I think he averaged double-digit assists over that period as a starter. And tonight he had eight. Devin Booker had ten, only one turnover between the two of them. That's huge to be able to take care of the ball because we talk about campaign a lot, and he can be a little erratic with the ball. Yeah. He can make bad decisions. And, and Book sometimes, because of the attention that he receives, sometimes he makes bad passes. But for them to be so composed and in control and kind of orchestrating this offense that was moving the ball really well tonight, I mean, that's huge. They had 32 assists on 47 made field goals. The other night they only had 19 assists as a team. So yeah. this was a much nicer return to form without their lead playmaker as far as keeping the ball moving and making a, a pretty bad Timberwolves defense pay for it. Yeah, I feel like they made it a point tonight to, to try to pass the ball more, get, that, get things moving. There were a few times where they probably passed it too many times on an offensive possession. But I'm interested in seeing, and this will shock you, the advanced <sighs> stats tomorrow okay. about this game and – uh, and the usage rate for Devin, how how often he actually had the ball in his hand. Was this a great point book night where he was where he was handling it a lot more than everybody else, or was this just book playing smart and finding finding his teammates uh, when he was getting the double teams and and moving around tonight? Uh, I, I, I want to understand that more from I, a, I, I from from my perspective. It, it just looked like he was you know coaches always will tell you you got play within the game, like let the game come yeah. to you. And Book, I think Book does that better than just about everybody else in the NBA. He doesn't really try to force too, too many things. He takes what the defense gives him, whether that be a shot. And now the pass uh, that he's added to his game, 32-10. and 10. The other day, I talked about this was an opportunity for Devin Booker mm -hmm. in this stretch of games without CP3 possibly and definitely without Cam Johnson for him to really make a statement and say, hey, I am I am a legit candidate for MVP this year. 32 and 10 is a damn good way to start that, <laughs> uh, if you ask me. So, uh, again, I, I just think, you know, Devin has been fantastic. We know what Devin's going to give us on a night-to-night -night basis. <clears throat> but campaign, listen, like we've, we, you know, Espo was very, very hard on, on campaign in the, in the offseason. And, <laughs> and, so. and he should be. He should be. And he doubted whether he could come back because – you know, he well, he's only been good for basically a year and a half, and then he had a shit year last year. Uh, I was determined to say no. I think he can come back. I don't think I don't think last year was was what he is. I, it's probably somewhere in between. And right now, he's showing us just that. That you know, like he's not. I don't think he's 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 giving you the you know the the fifteen to twenty points that he would give you, basically you know every third game from two years ago, but. He's getting pretty close, mm. and his energy. Again, we're talking about another energy guy um, that just that just is everywhere. And when he's when he plays with his hair on fire, man, it is fun basketball to watch. It really is. Is it weird that I almost have more faith in campaign when he's a starter than when he's coming off the bench? I don't know if it's something about maybe feeling like there's a little less pressure because of the people who are around you. If he feels like he can play more freely. And I, I want to say the numbers back it up a little bit that he does play a little bit better, like numbers wise in the starting unit than in that second unit. But I always ha I always feel like campaign's going to have a good game when he has to fill in for Chris Paul. I, I think it's a pace thing. And I think it's a who you're playing with thing. Like you mentioned, like obviously when you're playing alongside Devin Booker, Mikhail Bridges, D.A., the defense is not going to be able to pay as much attention to you. Yeah. But I do think that this starting five wants to push the pace a little bit more. And to start the season with Chris Paul in this slightly different role, the pace hasn't always been there. They've fallen back into the bottom 10 
of pace or bottom 15 when last year they were a top 10 team in pace. So campaign coming in there, they kind of accentuate each other well because they both want to play fast. Um, And, you know, just being a starter next to these guys is going to help you. But it does speak to his confidence and the way that he played so poised tonight as far as getting downhill, making threes and just not committing turnovers. Well, I think he also knows he doesn't have to be the only facilitator The pressure, out there. yeah. Devin will be that. Uh, you know, Mikhail mm-hmm. also can be that. I still believe in my heart of hearts that uh, campaign is better as like your backup two guard with a point guard alongside him uh, in my mind. But that's uh, that's neither here nor there. So uh, I disagree. Oh, that's great. You I mean, always do. So. I mean, well, yeah, because he's not a shooting guard. Like that's just at the at the end of the day, he's not a shooting guard. He's a he's a playmaker. He's he tries to be a scorer. Um, and when he's really rolling, he gets everybody else involved. Um, and it, it, listen, he makes some creative passes as well. Um, he skips he skips the he, he skips the ball probably better than anybody else on the team, which is kind of crazy, except for CP3. So like, I I like watching campaign play. And again, it's not about. It's not necessarily about his numbers. It's about his energy. Again, when when he's playing, when Mikhail comes out of the game and campaigns on the court, he, he's he's the equalizer to Mikhail Bridges. And so you need that consistent flow of of just you know good vibes and and because it, it's like infectious. His vibes are much more dependent on his numbers than Mikhail's are. For sure, he needs to hit a couple early buckets for sure. Right. Um. Or or at least feel like he's in a good groove and mm-hmm. and that'll translate to that's what that's what the problem was last year is that he would start off games and he'd start off 0 for 4 and that was it for for mm-hmm. the rest of the game right. like and, and that can't happen so right he needs a 3 or a steal or one of those nifty scoop layups to like get yeah. him get yeah. his energy going yeah exactly <laughs> can off I the love, wrong leg <laughs> i love that we have barely talked about devin booker mm. 32 point night 10 assists like dude played fantastic Mm. And again, it just felt like it was business as usual for him out there. Because that's what's expected of him now. But I do think tonight was more, to his point, I think tonight was more... Not a whole lot of focus... We're we're 25 <laughs> minutes into the show, and usually... I just it, spent four minutes on him. <laughs> but I, I will say... To his right? point, the other night it felt like that third quarter he had to like do old Devin Booker things yeah. where he had yeah. to be dominant, take over, do it by himself. Tonight it was distributed throughout the game. It was smooth, and it was kind of like you look down and you're like, holy shit, he finished with more points than Mikhail Bridges, who yeah. was like the apple of everyone's eye this game. It, it was just more methodical like we talked about before the show. I, I meant more he hasn't been the focus uh, like the main focus of what we're talking about, where right. we default a lot to book had a big game, mm-hmm. and, you know, not flashy, but we're talking a lot about it. Tonight was a night where it was so many other guys stepped up for him that you didn't have to make him the focal point of everything. Which I hope is what we get for the next handful of months from this team, because mm-hmm. then that tells us that everyone around Devin is growing. Right. And that's what Devin needs. That's what Devin deserves. That's what we yeah. all need and deserve as well. <laughs> yep. And that's scary if everybody else is firing on all cylinders the way they were tonight and Book can just kind of pick and choose his spots and still put up that kind of production. Because yep. last night it felt like he had to do everything. Tonight it was like he could do what he was there He could do whatever he wanted. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. Exactly. It's funny. Every time we talk, every time we talk about the game mm. it's like some people are like you guys are being too negative or too and positive. now we're told we're being too positive <laughs> well, in a blowout victory yeah. and that we need to talk about players that maybe did not okay. perform well but i, I, I just the chat's been anchoring well, yeah. we can do that we'll do that okay but while we're on the positive train let me tell you about a positive partner our friends over at more furniture they're having a fall sale right now where you can spruce up your home, whether you're preparing for the holidays, you're just looking to have some nice, pretty things in your house. Head on over to morefurniture.com. And on another positive note, right now, for every $1,000 you spend, you're going to get a $100 gift card. So make sure you check them out. That's morfurniture.com. Tell them we sent you. Okay, fine. Enough if you want positives. Us, if you want us to be <laughs> negative, just know, just know we're going to end on a positive, though. 
you better know that. Mm. But if you want us to be negative for a minute, let's talk a little bit about DeAndre. And so Manuel sent us a super chat earlier and said, might have missed it, but what y'all think of DA's game? I think it was just a product of playing two bigs like that or something more to it. Manny, thank you for your super chat. Um, I'll go ahead and start. Yeah. I, I, I can go the positive route, but I'm... You Please know, do. We no, all, we, we want to be negative right now, Saul. So. Well, you know, I always like to go. <laughs> I always like to go the opposite of what everybody mm -hmm. wants. But hey, listen, <laughs> he had a. Uh, he was second in a team high plus minus with sixteen, mm -hmm. um, and that's about it. <laughs> that's about <laughs> positive. This, I listen four or ten shooting. You only took ten shots. Um, not much was asked of him because of how well Mikhail and company were playing. So I will say that. But man, you can't disappear the way you've you you disappeared in tonight's game. Um, again, I just it, it, my my fear with Da is that when everybody's rolling, instead of him wanting to be a part of it, he just kind of blends in mm -hmm. and just is more of like just this this product that they run a system through instead of being an actual contributor to the momentum. And that's my problem with DA. And the other night it was the opposite. You know, he got into foul trouble, but things were going so bad that he ended up being a facilitator for a bad team at the time. And you can't do it that way. You have to play better than you are right now. I don't care if he, he dings up his ankle or not. He needs to play at, at just a high, a higher level. It, it's just not enough to have nine points and six rebounds when Gobert is on the other side and he gets a double-double. Like, there's opportunities there for you to make plays, and you're just falling woefully short. And I just, again, man, I'm like, I'm disappointed in his lack of production. Um, he's lucky that they won by such a wide margin, and we're leading basically the whole way. But again, man, you if, if this team is going to go anywhere, they DA has got to start to step up and really start to – those habits have to start to form where you are playing at a high level and you expect to play at a high level. You're not part of a high school basketball team. You're not part of a college basketball team with, a, you know, 100 studs on the team. You are part of an NBA championship contender and you got to start fucking playing like it, bud. I and think you, the, go ahead. I just say you're being nice. I think <laughs> in that in that assessment tonight, if you're not doing anything offensively, and you are getting paid like DeAndre Ayton is paid, and you have the the raw talent that DeAndre Ayton has, and you only get six damn rebounds, like, you should fall your way into eight as a guy like that with that kind of skill. I was highly disappointed in the lack of effort on the rebounding side of things tonight because they didn't need him offensively. So if you're not being used offensively, get your ass on the glass and start cleaning things up. Tonight he played Rudy Gobert, who's, who's one of the centers paid around him, and bead the other night, and he did nothing. Prove yourself. You got the money. All of us defended you. Now it's time to play like you can actually earn and deserve that money. I think the biggest thing, too, is that, like, we talked about him staying out of foul trouble over the last couple of days. He only had one personal foul yep. tonight. And then we also saw... Minnesota's bigs in foul trouble. Like, that's your opportunity, DA. Take it. Right. Like, it, I think that's the most frustrating thing. It's like, that was right there for you to take. It was frustrating because there was, I think, to start the second half, Gobert had either three or four fouls at that point, and he took two, like, kind of turnaround jumpers back-to-back -back that Gobert kind of blocked. And this is where, for me the difference in skill set because we've we've talked about this in the past about who should be the Suns third option this year with Chris Paul taking a backseat who should be their second option I don't think it's a matter of you know efficiency I think it's a matter of just being able to create your own offense versus creating offense that's kind of not put in your lap but like is set up for you and I think tonight we saw an example of Mikhail can create some of his own offense and DA still needs to work on that area of his game. And I think that's, especially in a matchup like this against two seven-footers, where you're trying to take advantage of their lack of mobility, other guys are going to shine more. So I'm not worried about a performance like this, but he does need to be better. And this is kind of just an example of, if you don't have Devin Booker and Chris Paul running dozens of pick and rolls to set him up, he's going to struggle maybe, to be involved that maybe way. Maybe in my head, there was a threshold or a number that I hit personally where I was like, 
I was, I, you know, I kept making excuses for him or thinking of things that he needed to do to get better. Mm-hmm. And I hit that point the other night where I was like, no, dude, you're just not as good as I hoped you would be. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I've gotten to that point with him because too many times, it did, listen, this game specifically, okay, this was a game against a team that you just blew out a, a weaker, weaker, week or two ago, um, and you have the ability to blow out again, and they did. You should have been a major part of that, especially considering the fact that Chris Ball wasn't going to play. You're down two starters. You know the expectation going into this game was, we need you, big fella, mm-hmm. and you didn't show up. Like, that is my cause for concern more than anything else, is that he just continuously, every time, I think that this guy is going to turn a corner or this guy is going to really ball his ass off. He just sinks. He just sinks and he and he just fades away. And it's like, bro, come on, man. This is bullshit. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm there with you. I mean, you and I probably have been two of the biggest defenders uh, of DA. And to me, it was twofold. It was watching what Luca did in that game seven of this team, in part, because you realize the opportunity cost of taking DA there. Uh, and then just the fact that he's got his money. What, what's the excuse now? Where is, you know, you are supposed to grow into that, right? You're supposed to eventually be that guy and big men take longer. Five years. It's been long enough. It's been long enough. It's been long enough. Like he's had every advantage to try and turn this thing around. Um, I don't know what he does in the offseason to put in work. You always hear, like, oh, yeah, DA was in the gym every day and, and blah, 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 blah. But I never see, like, it, it, sometimes he shows you a little bit, and you're like, oh, okay, well, maybe he added this to his tool bag. And then you don't see it again. And I'm like, okay, well, where's, where's the dribbling to the basket or at least one fake move? Shit, the most basic of things. And we saw Dario Saric in the lane take 89,000 freaking pump fakes to score two points. And I didn't leave thinking, the ground at any point. And all I can think of is, when's the last time you saw DA do a pump fake? Yeah. That low. Yeah. Just pump fake and go a different direction. Where are the moves to your, your post play? He doesn't have any. It's either a hook shot or it's a fadeaway jumper. That's all he has in his bag. And it's just, it's so tired. And and I graded him on a curve because it was like, well, this is one of the best centers we've ever seen here. Too freaking bad. That's because we had shit centers, I realized finally. <laughs> I, I will say tonight most of my concern kind of stemmed from the defensive end because there were a couple of rotations that he's usually very good about mm-hmm. being in that pick-and-roll coverage, the weak side rotation, cutting off ball handlers. He was, he just seemed off in general tonight, and that's not a huge concern. Like, we're only dealing with 11 games into the season. We saw, like, people shouldn't forget this. Like, the year that the Suns went to the finals, we were talking about a month before the playoffs started, like, DA's getting benched for Dario Saric yeah. in fourth quarters yeah. of games. Like, is True. he going to be consistent enough? And then he balled his ass off during that finals run, played some of the best ball of his career. So I think when the playoffs come, he always finds a way to turn it on. We saw it in the Pelican series last year, too. But I do think, like Mikhail Bridges, finding that consistency night in and night out yeah. is something that these younger players are going to need to get over, especially with Cam Johnson. Lindsay, for a while. you were there when DA was in his rookie season. You were there for the first couple years of DA, and you're watching him now like – are we wrong on this? Do we feel like his development has like been has been okay, or is it just like you expected more from the first time he walked in to where we are currently? Way to put <laughs> her on the spot. Are we trying to find a She's way like, to ride the fence, or yes, what? If I speak, I, I will get in trouble. <laughs> um, no, I just I feel like so when Da first got there, you could tell he was young. Mm-hmm. Like mentally, literally, all all of the above. He was super young, mm-hmm. and I knew it was going to take him a while to grow up. But I feel like at this point in time, now you've had plenty of chances and opportunities and time to grow up. You're a dad now. You're in your second contract. You got the bag. Like you've been around. You've made you've made the playoffs twice now. You've been around what greatness can be. Mm-hmm. So. I knew it was going to take time with DA. My thing is, is I almost wonder if he's 
if he's holding himself back from like certain aggression because I do find it interesting that early on in his career he didn't really like being talked about or tweeted about or whatever as like aggressive or mm. angry or you know what I mean mm. but then he then it kind of switched over and it was like dominating and I'm like, well, dominating is literally that. Right. So I wonder if it's like this well, thing about not wanting to be seen as angry or something. It, I don't know. Th my problem with Da is is that he doesn't. He want. He's always said that he would like to be a four or that he is a four. Right. 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 When you tell when you say something like that, that implies to me that you're not really you don't really prefer to bang down low with the big dogs. Mm -hmm. You'd rather be able to to shoot from the perimeter. Like again. Going back to my recollection of every practice that I've ever been to, I've never, ever, ever once seen a DA post-practice or in shoot-around working on low post moves. I've always seen him sh working on the three-point shot, doing three-point competitions with his buddies. Now, this is at the end, end, end of practice. Like, it's not even practice anymore. Dudes are leaving the court. So mm. don't get me wrong. It's not, you know, I probably missed a whole hour and a half before that. But to my point... He wants to be a finesse player or more finesse than he is right now, but he hasn't even developed those skill sets to be that guy. Mm -hmm. He can't dribble, uh, you know, freely on his own like uh, some other bigs can. Hell, Giannis and Embiid can do it with no problem, right? He doesn't have, you know, he doesn't he doesn't keep adding to his repertoire. He's not an all-around player. Like he's not going to be able to get you a triple double every night. He's more of a double double guy. So. What are we doing here? If you're not giving me a double double and you're giving me nine and six, uh, a back back to back games of single digits, dude, you make a lot of money, and that's just it's it's way 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 underperforming what you're you're supposed to be all about. Look, congratulations, you got a tattoo that's a dominating, but if you're not going to do it on the court, it just looks dumb. Yeah, I mean, yeah. go go be that, be the thing. Don't give yourself the nickname. If you can't back it up kind of thing. Like yep. they, we used to hate that Amari would give himself a million nicknames, but he went out there and he played his ass off. <laughs> he can call himself whatever he wanted. Yeah. <laughs> like Shaq. Shaq's the same way. He can call himself all the stupid nicknames he wanted because you knew what you were going to get out of him. I, I will say in his defense, like the defense until tonight has mostly been pretty good. I mean, Joel Embiid got the best of him the other night, but Joel Embiid is a top player at worst in this league. Yeah, but if you're a top-tier center, you shouldn't be giving up 38 points to Joel Embiid. Either. I agree, but there's levels to and it was I think it's 33. Like it wasn't that. But I, I get your point. But my <laughs> thing is like my th I just, there's levels. To <laughs> but, you guys, you guys listen to what's happening right now. These two have literally swapped sides. But I, well, we did it so we got him to defend DA. Well, because I don't want I've always oh, defended sorry, DA. I've just I'm been, back. I didn't miss I've I always defended DA. I've just been more realistic about <laughs> what he can and cannot do and i think now we're we've seen it in a longer dose but i will say we're only 11 games into the season he's still got plenty of time to turn it around and be because talking coming into the year he was talking about i just want to be dominant i want to be a guy that can take over games he ain't about that life he might not be but which we're still early in the year we've got guys adjusting to a lot of things and without chris paul playing that on bowl role a lot that's going to affect a guy like da who is usually his pick and roll partner so I'm he needs to learn how to create more of his offense. We've been saying this for months now, but I'm going to give it a little more time before I start, you know, saying, oh, they need to trade him. Like, he's still a very good two-way center. Look, I'm not concerned about the defense, and I know some nights you're going to be off on offense, but the rebounding to me will always be the thing. Rebounding right. is effort. Mm -hmm. Rebounding is hustle, especially when you're seven feet tall. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, Charles Barkley was all a 6'4 out there and dominated on the glass because he outworked guys, he boxed them out, he did that shit. Like, I just want to see that uh, on the rebounding on a night where maybe you don't have the other two things going. How much have you been working on your craft? That that's what I think. That's what everybody wants to see from their number one overall pick. I thought he was asking you. No, 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 no. I know. Gerald busts his ass all the time. Like I know. It's like how much have you been working on your craft? You know, Luca, right? A, a phenomenal talent, 
But you can't sit there and say that, oh, all he does is as soon as he's done with the game, he goes home and drinks beer, and then that's it. And then he comes back to the gym, and that's just what he does. Like, it's, it's, it's also – it's natural uh, talent – but it's aided by the work ethic that you put to put in the gym. The greats all have it. Kobe had it. Jordan had it. Like the great ones, Giannis had it. Giannis couldn't shoot for shit when he was first in the league. And now he can hold his own. Like you got to consistently grow. And to me, the growth of DA has been more of a plateau than it has been anything else. And that's the problem. Mm -hmm. I, I, yeah, I, I'm not going to question his work ethic. I'm going to question whether it's producing tangible results right now. Because, I mean, this could just be team speak. Guys talk positively about each other on this team. That's just what they do. But Monty and everybody, we had asked Monty about what's kind of different with DA this year. And he said his work ethic, not that it was bad before, but he just gets that you need to put in that time to be a professional in this league. We're not seeing the results yet, and I think that's the frustrating part because we hear all these good things about his work ethic. Hopefully they car they start coming around soon because otherwise we're going to approach that trade deadline and it's not going to be fun. Yeah. Can, can I go on one slight tangent here? Sure. sure. Why does Michael Jordan always get brought up on the work ethic thing when all the stories we hear is he was playing 36 holes of golf, he was out gambling all night? Like, let's let's not glorify shit. That dude just had a whole hell of a lot of natural talent and did put in work, but it wasn't like he was chained to the gym 24/7. He wasn't, but he like also put in a t he put in work to like golf. He put it. He was just the most oh, competitive I know, person but I'm on like, the face like, of the like, fucking earth. Yo, like, no, 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 no. Michael so Jordan. All the accolades Michael Jordan was Mamba mentality before Mamba mentality even existed. Michael Jordan built a set on a fucking movie set just oh, so he yeah. could play for twelve hours a day against dudes and, and, and get his game back. Like, no, that no we, we are not questioning to, that was Michael when he Jordan's was work to come ethic. Back from being all retired. Do you know why Michael Jordan? <laughs> I mean, you know dude, why Michael dude, Jordan could go off and beat uh, Dan Marley and EJ on the golf course and then come back and drop forty-eight points on them? Because he, because he was busting his, Because he gets up at four o'clock in the morning to go work out okay. and puts in work before those dudes even wake up. That's what Michael Jordan's all about. Okay, but if he was staying up really late partying, then how is he getting up at four o'clock? Is he just he's, never he, sleeping? He's a Fucking maniac! Have you day? not watched the documentary? Are we really I doing know. this right now? No, he was an all asshole. I'm just saying, I'm saying the oh timeline doesn't exactly at the math ain't math in all the time with this one. People that don't all I'm listen. Saying. Every time somebody responds, and I, I, I love you, Espo. Every time somebody responds and says, "What kind of work ethic does Michael Jordan have?" It's because you don't have it. You don't understand it. So no, that's not it. Yeah. We're not bagging Michael Jordan and his work ethic on this show. I am not I, doing that not at all. Doing that. I am no. teasing you oh, about the 4 a.m. comment because I'm pretty sure he was going to bed at 4 a.m. Oh, he times. was going to sleep at 3 oh, okay. and he was waking up at 4. I was just pulling the ripcord on that one. That, that no, one. no, but, no, okay. Espo. That's such a random ripcord to pull. No, we're not doing that. But I will it's say. Mr. Jordan. No, no, no. So Frank said DA just doesn't have the it factor jay said is it more mental um musab said Giannis still can't shoot i honestly think that there is a portion of it that could be mental with da because i know he does have good work ethic i'm not saying he's got the work ethic of a kobe or anybody like that but i know he's got solid work ethic and he puts in the work so I wonder if there is some reason that he doesn't feel confident enough or comfortable enough and the only thing I can think of is mental, a mental block to actually implement those things. Well, is it a block or is it just his personality? Some people just aren't going to be the aggressor in certain things. It very well could be his personality. That's not necessarily a bad thing. It just, if your profession is, I'm a seven foot center in the NBA, so that could potentially be problematic. <laughs> I, I think the issue is that DA has never been a great evaluator of his own game, to be honest with you. I, I don't think it's a mental block or personality thing. I think it's a guy that that he thinks he is one thing. He wants to be a four. He wants to be more of a skill player. He wants to be this and that. He doesn't. He literally told us at training camp last year, I don't like my big man duties. But he doesn't. 
I don't think he's good at evaluating what he's good at and what he's not good at. Like he talks about being physical, but a lot of the fouls that he's had early in the season have been kind of cheap ones. You know, he talks about wanting to shoot more threes, but he doesn't really do that. Like I, I think in his mind, he wants to be somewhere a player that he's not. And in reality, his best assets are things that he doesn't enjoy doing as much. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Yeah, he's probably looking. At, he's probably looking at Cat out there going. Man, I wish that was what I was doing. Yeah, but Cat's dog shit too. No, he has not been. <laughs> go look at his stats this year. He's not I saw been him play dog tonight, shit. and I saw him play against us in the first game. I thought they were both dog shit right. games. And and for everyone that's in the chat talking about Da, like watching Cat's body language, watching his defense yeah. tonight, it could be a lot worse. And I think Cat is a much better offensive talent individually yes. because right now, he is yes. much better. He's a better shooter, better shooter, passer, all that. But if you look at his defense and his effort, like. He is clearly not happy in Minnesota oh, right yeah. now, and it could be 10 times worse with people are saying DA, you know, gave up on a couple plays. Try doing that for a whole game and see how that goes. <laughs> Just wait till Trade Machine Tuesday next week. Oh, oh God. God. <laughs> DA for Ken. Can we trade? I'm going to be honest. Dari, Dario, uh, Jay, Landry, and a first for uh, for Cat. Who says oh, no? no. Oh, no. <laughs> it's, it's too early to do that. <laughs> All right, let's turn things back around. We, you, we let turn you guys take around. us to the negative side of things but we're gonna flip it back around and go positive you know why because my boy landry mother f and shamit needs some flowers <laughs> we tonight were so Whoa. close to an f-bomb landry hey, shamit gave hey, me life Linz, tonight you guys Linz, yes. can i make you another bet yes do we do we want another bet yeah. well it depends so, on what no, it is no, no, no. I, you tell me what it is How before about i decide if i'm in or not i i went on the limb uh-huh. and i said 35 points by landry at any point in a game this year, mm-hmm. and you guys can do whatever you guys need to do uh-huh. um, to haze me, right? Uh-huh. Um, if Shamit should drop thirty-five as well, then you got to you got to give me the full mf'er. <laughs> you got to do it. That's I, fair. Can do I think that. that's fair. Oh, hell if yes. I got to take a sacrifice, I think I that's fair. That. Landry, yeah. we need you, man. <laughs> I will accept that. Go, Landry. Have never been higher. <laughs> Landry, Saul's even so written. much is riding oh, on. I'm gonna lie. There's part of me that's like, let's right go, now. Landry. Let's go. I don't care what happens to me. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so Landry finished with 16 points tonight. Uh, two of three from deep. Five of seven from the field. He was fun to watch, and mostly probably because of the stakes involved. These guys, the whole game. I was sham so it, excited. I'm like, dude, you guys need to calm down. We were almost halfway there. Mm-hmm. We were almost halfway yeah, there. We'll always have that first quarter. <laughs> we were almost halfway there. Lindsay, Lindsay is the very definition of a jinx because he had 13 going into the fourth quarter, oh. and she was like, he's almost halfway there. I'm like, hey, what? You still need, like, 22 points to get this. What are you talking about? Oh. Almost halfway there sounds like an 80s hairband song. Yeah, yeah. But listen, we did but, know that with Chris Paul out, campaign moving into the starting lineup, Landry Shamit was going to be an important factor in tonight's game. Landry Shamit played well. He played he very well. Flowers. He played very well tonight. Um, you know, he hit the open shots. He hit a couple key shots uh, when, again, a run was coming. Like, I thought he played a very solid game tonight. He didn't do anything that was, again, it's about playing your game, right? And I think Landry played his game tonight, didn't try to do too much, didn't rush himself, um, and, and he was effective. Yeah, and they, he helped them push it in tempo, too. He had that one layup um, on the fast break. He, he was efficient block, tonight. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, well, yeah. But <laughs> always got to be something. Always got to be something. Know, but, yeah, I mean, look, he had nine points, I think, in the first quarter, so he yeah. was impactful right out the jump alongside Mikael Bridges. That was huge. Um, you love to see him play like that because we know that the mental side of things was tough on him last year with the whole situation going on with his dad. Now that Mm -hmm. they've kind of been reconciled and he has a little bit more inner peace, it would be nice to see him continue to string together performances like this. I think Saul, you brought up exactly the key. He didn't rush. When Landry Shama takes time and Mm -hmm. gets a shot, it's it's as good as anybody from long distance. It's when he, when he rushes, when he hurries on those things and he's not in rhythm that, that it can get a little wonky for him. Also, the the shot. You know, uh, EJ pointed it out. He said it looks like he's getting a little bit more arc on his shot. And uh, that's exactly what I was saying last year. We, we were talking about rushing himself. I was more uh, – last year I was talking about how he was rushing his shot, and when he would rush his shot, it was, it was a flatter arc. Mm-hmm. This year – 
it seems like he's got some more arc on his on his shot. So he clearly had been working on it, slowed down, um, way more effective, and they're going to need him as they move forward for sure. Did we move into an alternative universe? Because yeah, Jay we, in the chat says, Saul calling out <laughs> DA and praising Shamit. What has the world come yeah, to? It's, it's, we, it, we jumped. It, it, we it feels else. weird right now. I, I promise you that. Do we want to keep jumping? I'll even give Dario a little credit. He looked like the 40-year-old man at the YMCA <laughs> uh, that all of a sudden can't. He doesn't have a lot of athleticism, but still scoring buckets on your ass. Dario brought some I'll energy. Give, I'll, give give that. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. He's slowly coming back into a guy that could provide something for this team. <laughs> yeah. Not something big, but something. something. We'll take what we can get. If we're getting flowers out of the two of you, it's a great day here at PHNX. <laughs> uh, we're going to continue on the flowers train. We know we already talked about Devin, but we do have to congratulate him on another milestone. Tonight, he reached 1,000 career three-pointers, joining uh, Steve Nash as the only two sons to reach that mark. He's also the third youngest player in NBA history to reach that mark. The other two players are uh, Bradley Beal and D'Angelo Russell. So shout out to Book for, again, checking off another box on all the accolades and milestones that he has already received throughout his career and will continue to receive. He's likely to become the all-time Suns three-point uh, maker this year. I mean, he's, he's 47 now away from... Steve Nash's oh, record. He'll, he'll oh, yeah. So he'll pass by the end of the year. He'll pass that this year easily. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to Lindsay him and say, yes, no, he definitely will. <laughs> and then he goes on the worst cold streak from three yeah. ever. You can't but blame yeah. me for that. <laughs> he didn't score an entire fourth quarter because you said something How is something that my fault? Game. It is. Uh, but Devin yeah, is above I, that. He will uh, He'll own that record for the Suns, and he'll just continue picking up these records as we go along. Right, yes. and he hit five tonight, so he'd pass Danny Ainge for 137th on the all-time list. Next up is Danny Granger. Danny another Granger. Son, Danny another Granger. son's That's great. Crazy. Right. Danny Ainge and Stop. Danny Granger. You son's great. Sandwich as, between. As a, someone from New Mexico, you have no idea how much that hurts me that yeah. Danny Granger was on the Suns and then never played a game for them. Not a lick. <laughs> but you so know who sad. has a jersey? Do you really? Oh, you have a Danny Granger Suns jersey? Does that yeah. surprise you at all? Authentic, authentic <laughs> game-worn, and by that Stop. I mean he wore it on the Stop. bench. Don't oh. turn him into Karan also, Butler. Also, I did it see counts, the... It counts, right? I, I got to see the Kobe book. Oh, did you? Oh, man, that's, it is beautiful. That's okay. not the only thing. What I showed him also, I realized yeah. in this same box, I have the uh, fake Suns Fast Break magazine that they used to pitch... Oh, Anthony Hardaway, Penny Hardaway, mm -hmm. when he came to the Sun. So, yeah, all right. Yeah. So, what we're gonna do? I already <laughs> promised a, this yeah. on Tuesday, and then we just didn't do it. So, my bad. I think what we need to do is you need to actually create a video with Shane, mm. and then we can actually put that on the Shane. show. So that way we can get the actual shots of the things and look at it deeper. But I gotta and work everyone with else Shane. gets to see it too. <laughs> I don't know why oh, does wait. he have to work with Shane? Is it Shane? Shane's the video? Guys. Damn, Shane's producing us tomorrow. Why do we have to do a video? Why can't we just take pictures of the book? Because we don't. We want to just see the pictures. We don't need to involve Shane. Oh my God, you guys are <laughs> the so Shane. Shane. Can I just film it with my own phone and not involve <laughs> Shane? Fine, whatever. Be nice to Shane. <laughs> the Shane. He's shade. dead to us now that you're here. Oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Hello, Shane, said I call. went to the doctor for a prescription of OGs. Like Lindsay said, didn't go well. That's because you're supposed to go to the chiropractor. Everyone knows that. <laughs> what? Oh. The chiropractor's got the good. Drugs. You guys didn't know. I back didn't, in the day when you, you had to get a prescription yeah, for medical marijuana, it, it was your back. And it was like, there you go. There's Open a prescription. This was, no, you guys literally, this was like a running joke for the whole thing. Oh my God. You know how many chiropractors I've been to and I never went, hey man, you got any weed? I can't teach you guys everything, okay? What are you talking about? When, are you being for real right when now? When it was medical marijuana, the joke was if you go to the doctor or the chiropractor and they say, what's going on? Why do you need a medical marijuana prescription? You say, I'm having a lot of back pain. That was the shoe-in to get the medical marijuana prescription. Oh. It was literally on like sitcoms. You guys, this was you like the running <laughs> oh my god I was, in, I was in the military serving my country so i wasn't into drugs at that time Linz. i'm still anyway. reacting to this suppository comment <laughs> <laughs> since we're on a roll of ridiculousness let's continue that and round out the show with what devin booker yelled at the wolves bench today this came from say? dane moore who covers the timberwolves he said devin said to the bench quote 
We play team basketball. We share the ball. That's right, guys. There are layers to That's Devin's it. Get out of here. Talk. No, we can't have any of that, Devin. Too Tech. far. How Too dare far. you talk about fundamental basketball? You're out. Too far. But the best part far. is, it's like, I got to give credit to Minnesota fans because obviously this is a reporter who covers Minnesota. So majority of his followers are going to be Timberwolves fans. The reaction in the comments from them was fantastic. They're like, man, you know it's bad when the opposing team is trying to help you out. They're like, look at Devin. Look at that guy trying to help his friends Dilo and Cat out. Yeah. Like, hey, they leaned hey, uh, into Hey, this. you two bums. Hey, yeah, this ain't Kentucky. Pass the fucking ball. Yeah, the, oh the trash talk gosh. hurts a little bit worse when there's a kernel of truth to it. I yes, feel like. yeah, absolutely. Sure. That one was kind of probably mean, even <laughs> that though it was super PG. That wasn't trash talk. That was factually <laughs> correct. He literally just dropped dropped a fact on them as he went by the bench. It's still a different kind of oh F-bomb, though. Yeah, so. <laughs> that was a truth bomb. I dropped a truth bomb on your ass. Yeah. And people are in the comments that, like, they, they needed to hear that. And everyone's like, thanks, book. Please tell them even more. But <laughs> let's be honest. Have you ever met somebody from Minnesota? They are, like, genetically... Hey, 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 hey. No, this is going to be... This, Easy. This is Damn. not bad. Gerald's fiance is from Minnesota. Minnesota. Well, what are you supposed to hold Gerald. back because she's from Minnesota? What am, what am I? Yes. Do I look Oh my god, go ahead. Espo. I was just gonna say, have you ever met anybody from Minnesota? Genetically, they are created to be nice. Okay. Like they okay. that's Unless that's just who they are. Oh my bad. Minnesota. Oh my god. Wow. Cut the feed. Oh Cut the stream. Ahoy hoy! Oh my god. <laughs> I mean I think that is the cue. I mean, I mean, I'm just saying, like Oh, yeah. he's not wrong. You I'm not wrong. wrong. You guys. He's dropping facts, people. I mean, just like Devin. It hurts oh, when there's a kernel of truth. It hurts. There's a kernel of truth to it. All right. Can we just. Can we just. Oh, no. You can follow her at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow him at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. You can follow me at Espo. You can follow the show at PHNX underscore Sons. Espo, take it away. <laughs> Remember, when Saul says things like this, pull the ripcord. Ahoy, hoy. Tell the Phoenix Metro. Megas in control and he ain't never gonna let go. PHNX, though. Lindsey, Gerald, Espo. Saul passed the ball. We here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me. Y'all always rep the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G. No plan B.